Hey, you, do you love reality TV? Have no one to talk about it with? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Tea Bar. everyone and welcome to the T-Bar podcast, your favourite reality TV podcast. You're joined here by me, Anna, as well as Sam and Claire, and we talk about all your favourite reality TV shows, including The Real Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, Summer House. Um, now, today is actually our 10th episode, which is quite exciting. Um, who would have thought we'd make it this far? But I think let's kick it off our 10th episode with a question. Okay, so here is a special 10th anniversary episode special question. Uh, okay, who out of all of the current Real Housewives on both of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Roni is most likely to have the worst breath. <laughs> <laughs> I think hmm. I think Sonia, I'm going to put it out there, I feel that she is probably the least hygienic of the women and maybe takes care of herself the least. I just imagine her getting up in the morning and just just starting her day, not bothering about a shower, not bothering about brushing her teeth. She's, she's straight into it. And, uh, yeah, uh, time efficient, but... Uh, yeah, I actually tend to agree with you on that one. I think that was the first name that popped into my head just because she seems to have a lot of like issues <laughs> with smell. <laughs> like she's got a lot of flatulence issues, like and she doesn't really care. So I would probably say her. And maybe Leah after that. Um I don't know. Maybe I don't know if any of these ladies smoke. Actually, do you think any of them smoke? Yeah, doesn't Dorinda? Didn't they have a, a snapshot of her outside with a yeah. cig? Oh. Yeah, I imagine Dorinda to smoke, and probably Leah as well. That's true. That would impact the halitosis <laughs> if any of them have it. <laughs> I also so <laughs> a basis of stereotypes, of course, naturally. Uh, isn't there that stereotype as from the Simpsons may be incorrect and maybe not where British people have bad teeth. Now, PK, I think may be subject to that <laughs> stereotype, which leads me to think his wife, Dorit, may also have bad breath. But if not, I also think maybe because Denise and Aaron have some pretty peculiar um, oh. energy thoughts maybe they have an issue with some of the regular uh oral hygiene people do so maybe denise has something going on inside the mouth yeah i mean i could possibly imagine denise i i must admit i can't imagine dorit having smelly breath no me neither i think she's too like put together yeah i don't think you'd ever see her leave the house and and not make time to brush her teeth given she could take hours to do glam yeah it'd be such a waste and could you imagine those poor, that poor glam squad sitting there doing her makeup for hours and having smelly breath? So true. Applying pearls individually to her head while she's there like <sighs> <laughs> on them. Amazing. <laughs> and she has the quote. She's like, if I can smell your breath, you're too close. So true. Yeah. Who did she say that to? Uh, Erica. Ooh, that also does lead me to believe that PK does have smelly breath then because she's obviously aware how close someone has to be for them to have smelly breath. 
Now, I have a slightly different question from Claire's, but <laughs> uh, my question to you guys is, I know we've, we've talked a little bit about mashing casts together and who would be, what would be the best cast and whatnot, but I feel as though this year, Roni, the cast is, is, is pretty damn good, but if you had to remove one cast member from Roni and swap it with someone from Beverly Hills uh, to make the, the Roni cast, who would you choose to swap? I'm thinking maybe Dorinda could go through just a bit of a hiatus, just like a one-season break, just to get herself together. Uh, and maybe we could throw in there. Ooh. See, it's hard because a lot of them are just so protected and they're not as like uninhibited as what the Real Houses of New York are. So you just don't really know who'd be a great fit. And I think I'm inclined to say maybe Lisa Rinna because I feel like maybe there'd be a bit of conflict between her and Ramona. But then again, mm. you probably need someone single that way. Ramona gets a little bit jealous. I actually think uh, same wavelength as you, Claire. So Dorinda would be swapped out because I'm just so tired of watching her like just yell at people for no reason. <laughs> and I would swap her for Erica because I would just like to see Erica's reaction to all the craziness that's going on. And I also think that Ramona would probably try and hit on uh, Mr. Girardi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know who I would want to swap out. I do like Dorinda, so I would like to see her stay. Maybe Sonia swap her out for Sutton. I think that Sutton is a dark horse. I think that... Given the right group of women, I think she she could do really well and I think it would really bring out more craziness and I think she would be more inclined to speak her mind around these women, whereas with uh, Beverly Hills, no one really speaks their mind, but I, I, I think she wants to. So I, w- I would just love to see the shade that she would throw at the women and basically because they all act like they have all this money and I'd love to see Sutton come in and be yeah. like, well, I also have. This money, all this money. Not that uh, Real Houses of, oh well, Real Houses in general should be about partying, but I would like to see Sutton like let loose a bit more. Mm. And maybe it's just because mm. Real Houses of New York is so, um, well, they are just a bit more loose <laughs> than the other housewives. <laughs> yeah, it, it is quite surprising. I wonder if they just don't care about the backlash that they get on social media because I think that's the problem with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is they really seem to be bothered by comments and you know, with the whole Kyle, Lisa Vanderpump saga, everyone in the, uh, on social media really seems to take sides, whereas the Ronin ladies just, just don't care at all. Yeah, I wonder if it's the culture, maybe? Like, perhaps in LA it's more about putting up a front, whereas New York it's a bit more real, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week I've been listening to Brandy Glanville's podcast. Oh, yeah. And she was saying that, I think, oh, Annie, you'd be aware, she was speaking to Christine Quinns from Selling Sunset. Oh, yes. Who she, who she describes as uh, Erica Jane and of the Selling Sunset, I guess, um, series. Mm-hmm. And she said that she'd be, she'd make a great Real Housewife because they need someone real and currently all, like most of the housewives on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills have like actual friendships. So they're trying to protect each other and they won't reveal mm. the secrets and, you know, the things that they don't want out there, which I think we, we somewhat suspected, but it's just interesting to know that that is like, yeah, quite potentially mm-hmm. what's going on. Interesting. 
She thinks that Christine should go on the show, by the way. I would agree. <laughs> I don't know if this is popular opinion. I actually like Christine from Selling Sunset. There, I feel as though last year there was a bit of a an outcry from the public to for um, Bravo to really shake up this this cast, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast. And I really thought that this season they were going to do that. But they just haven't. And it makes me think they probably won't next season either. I agree with you. And I also... I like I like Denise. I just don't know if she's a right fit. And there, but then the reason why I don't think she's a good fit is because you know she's trying to um, somewhat produce herself. But then again, like if you you can apply that to every single one of them on there, where they don't want to reveal anything. So I just feel like they need to dissolve the whole cast and maybe just recast. Yeah, I was definitely surprised to see Teddy this year. Everyone on social media is says the same thing. Why is she on here? She doesn't really bring anything and I mean her as as the number one why was she brought back but anyway they continue to do so and I don't think they'll change anything no I don't think so and apparently that the last episode was like number one in the ratings and I was like what like how how are people watching this so strange on that shall we get into the recap for Real Houses of Beverly Hills it might be a good flow on all right so Real Housewives of Beverly Hills we are back at the dinner uh, where we left off from last week, uh, the morning after, <laughs> all the girls seem to somewhat get together, phone calls, etc. We see Kyle again in her uh, fedora that she's bought. Yay. We also see Denise and Lisa Rinna catch up. Uh, and Lisa Rinna have her breakdown and they try and resolve things. We will see how long that lasts for. Uh, Dorit and Kyle go Vesper riding and we get to see some lovely hairnet shots. Teddy and Erica, they go to a spa together where nothing really happens. Teddy is pregnant. Fun. (laughs) Then after Denise and Lisa's chat, they go to church with Sutton and Garcelle uh, and it doesn't look like they actually get in and there's a two-hour wait, but we see that nonetheless. Then... Lisa goes to the Kyle goes sorry goes to a lunch with Kyle and Dorit. Then uh, we're back at a, a, another dinner where once again the uh, lesbian rumors pop up and the shit talking continues and we just get a third dinner about the same topic on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What a joyous episode it was to watch! I, I feel like it's Groundhog Day for the third week in a row. As you can tell, I was very enthusiastic about this episode. I think that's, um, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think that's a great quote, Sam. I think it is Groundhog Day. Yeah, I think you nailed it with your comment, the fact that we saw there was like a good 10 minutes of what we saw the ladies planning to go to church, them not getting to church, but yet we like we still were showing them taking photos of them near the church. I know. It's just there was just nothing happening and it just shows this show that, there is literally nothing for them to, to to make this season about. You know, there's nothing good that's happening. They have to show them, yeah, getting ready, going, and not getting in. So, did did we address um, this last week? But I really like what uh, we posted on social media. Is Denise deflecting? But it did someone from the table at dinner um, have relations with Brandy that wasn't Denise? I think we had brought it up, not last week, but the week before. I don't think we realised at that stage that it was someone at the table and I think we speculated as to who it could be. And I think from what I recall, Mm. we thought maybe it was Kim, but obviously she's not at that table. 
The other thing okay. is, is that she later says in her confessional, she was like, I didn't say this stuff, but Brandy did, and I agreed mm. with her. And do you know what? I think if she even had have just said that in this scene and said this to the women, like, I didn't say this, Brandy said it, and yeah, I just kind of nodded along and I agreed. Yeah, mm. it's not great because it shows that you do agree with the comments, but God, you, you still come out looking a lot better and you don't look like you're a liar and you're just trying to deflect. Uh, so I think one thing that really stood out to me is last episode at that very, well, was it the first? No, I think it was the second dinner where um, Teddy says, oh, like Brandy told us this, Denise, and then Denise says, I didn't say that. I didn't say that about, you know, Teddy being, um, you know, mm. living in her father's shadow. But then in this episode she says, um, like, in her confessional that she said worse things to, about Teddy than what Brandy said. And, like, it sort of shows that Brandy, I mean, that Denise is lying. I think so. And I think that she is trying to get it on, like, kind of like on the principle of these points. Like She's like, no, I didn't say all those things. I, I actually said worse, but I'm not going to tell you that I said worse. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. She probably, if she did say worse, she probably should have just owned up to these things then and, <laughs> and just been be done with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and on what you previously said about, um, you know, how everyone just not liking Teddy, I <laughs> I actually feel like the more people don't like Teddy, the more I'm, I, I want to like sympathize with her. Like it's doing the reverse for me. Ugh. And I, it makes me appreciate no. when she says, oh, like, you know, Denise, um, yeah, you know, it's behind us, but I'm still going to keep this in my mind. I'm going to proceed with caution. And I really appreciate that honesty. I mean, I think Kyle could do with some of that. Yeah. I mean, it's fair enough. Someone talks about you and you find out like, obviously you're not going to be like, oh, I forgive you. We're all good. <laughs> Now, the other thing I found interesting was uh, Lisa and Denise, but more so Garcelle and Lisa Rinna. Oh, is this the comments when Garcelle was, like, talking about um, Amelia's anorexia and how that's been brought on by Lisa Rinna dancing in front of a camera? Yeah. So she asked Lisa Rinna, um, and apparently she asked this on a scene that we only get a flashback to where she says, do you think your body hurts your daughter? And then she acknowledges that she doesn't have daughters, but she said, you know, I probably wouldn't be dancing in my underwear on, on Instagram because that might be affecting, you know, uh, my daughter. I was, I was slightly confused why Garcelle brought it up again. And I wondered if we, there was something missing from this scene that we weren't shown because it just didn't really make sense. Like she'd already brought it up to Lisa Rinna. They'd already had this conversation. Why did she bring it up again? I just, like, she, she'd already said what she thought, like, and I can understand then why Lisa got her back up about it because you've said it to me once, like, you're obviously insinuating that it, that is the reason. Um, but, yeah, I did see there was something, I didn't completely read it, but uh, Lisa Rinna's daughter came out and kind of had some words to say about Garcelle saying that and if Garcelle was to, or if, if something like if we were to call you fat, like that would be really bad, but you can call us skinny and that's okay. And she's like, but really it's the same thing because both is like a struggle with like weight in a sense. The thing is, I don't know if Garcelle was like saying, oh, Amelia is so skinny. She was just saying, oh, Amelia has anorexia, which is like, that is what she had. 
I mean, look, yeah, I, I didn't read the whole article. Probably more to it, but I saw yeah. that Amelia came out and said something. Like it did that. seem a bit like out of nowhere. Um, and I do wonder if editing is involved and somehow like they did approach that topic. Um, yeah, it was, it's, it seemed really odd. Yeah, I don't know. The other thought was from this scene and kind of throughout this episode as well is that Brandy really tries, sorry, Denise really tries to say that her and Brandy aren't friends and don't have a friendship. Do you guys think that they do? I don't know. It's, they seem really awkward at Kyle's, um, white party that's true Denise seemed like she didn't really want to engage I do think they I think they were friends and I'm not really sure why they were awkward or if there was something going on behind the scenes but yeah I uh I'm definitely feeling like Denise isn't uh, that trustworthy, and if I had to go for for one <laughs> over what one person said over the other, I think I'd be taking Brandy's. My yeah, my thoughts on this friendship is when they talk about the podcast, and when Brandy flew to see Denise, she stayed with her in her house that she had or mm. her apartment or whatever, and she stayed what mm. was meant to be on some sort of trundle bed. <laughs> um, but <laughs> if this was someone who was just an acquaintance of yours or that you weren't really friends with, and they were coming up to basically do a job. They weren't just coming up to see you as a friend. They were they were there on business. If they weren't your friend, they wouldn't stay with you. Yeah, true. And you wouldn't invite them to stay with you. Um, yeah, that that was my only thought on that. No, that makes sense. It's funny, like, after that dinner when Denise and Lisa had a sit-down and Lisa started breaking down and saying, yes, I've been a, such a bad friend to you. Um, like, I do wonder with Lisa, is she just upset because she got caught? Because, like, how did she not think during the process where she was bringing these things up, these things that are, like, quite damaging to her marriage, like, why didn't Lisa think, like, uh, you know, this is my friend, I probably shouldn't be saying this in front of cameras. Yeah, this scene really annoyed me, actually, because I feel as though Lisa Rinna is trying to play the victim. She starts crying and deflecting, and basically what she is trying to get out of this by being upset is for Denise to just say, it's okay, don't worry about it. And it's trying to, yeah, turn her, turn it around to make her the victim, and she wants to now get an apology out of Denise. And, yeah, I, I, I didn't like how this scene played out, and I thought it was Lisa just trying to weasel her way out of it, which she did, mm. but... um. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, hmm. it was it was annoying to watch. Yeah, the thought process of Lisa Rinner is interesting because it makes me think that there's way more that's going on behind the scenes than what we really know. Mm. And, you know, the fact that it never really crossed Lisa Rinner's mind, or, well, maybe it didn't, she just um, chose not to even, like, speak to Denise. Uh, it shows me that I think they've heard maybe that Denise was speaking ill of them, you know, in the mm. off-season. And that maybe put some tension between them. Yeah. And yeah, maybe uh, Lisa Rinna, you know, has got really close to Kyle, Teddy, the other women, and um, they knew that they needed some extra drama. So they've just put it all into this Denise rumor. I also wonder if there was, I mean, I assume there is more to this scene that they show between Denise and Lisa Rinna, or if they had actually had a private conversation off camera, because I don't know if you guys picked up, but later in the episode, I think it was 
at the lunch between Kyle and Zarit and Lisa Rinna, she basically said that Denise is scared for her children. Oh. Whereas in that conversation between Denise and Lisa Rinna, there is nothing brought up about her children. For me, I wondered if she was crying because she actually knew what was really going on. Maybe Denise told her there's obviously some sort of custody thing with the kids or something like that, and that's why she felt really bad. I mean, which gives you, like, even more things to think about, like, if if you – I don't know if Lisa Rinna knew that this would affect Denise's children, like, even more so. Like, why are you bringing up this issue that could potentially, like – affect her custody mm. battle or whatnot. How could you have a custody battle with Charlie? <laughs> like, how would the judge even like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll ignore the last 50 years, <laughs> you know, of what's been shown? Like, Yeah, it makes me wonder what does what does Charlie want? Like, does he I, – I don't get it. Who knows? Um, now, in the rest of the episode, <laughs> obviously with this special bonding time that the women have, uh, the only thing – uh, I think worth mentioning about Eddie, Teddy and Erica at the spa is that, well, it's weird that Erica was wearing sandals <laughs> at the spa, but also that we've, this is the first time we've ever heard about Tom Girardi's kids, which are the same age as Erica. Mm. And she's a chef. I would have liked to have heard about that in previous seasons <laughs> and also a bit more about their private dynamic, maybe like mm. <laughs> how they play happy families um, you know, how many grandkids do they have? Yeah, just a bit more. Yeah, that's true, actually. I mean, they could uh, fill this episode with them going to church but not actually going to church, but we, we <laughs> didn't get any backstory or any any more context, which people probably would have liked to have seen. Yeah, definitely. In- instead, we got um, Dorit and Kyle putting on helmets and finding it hilarious. I didn't get the joke. <laughs> I know. I feel like they really wanted that scene of Dorit putting, you know, the the pre-helmet cap on to be hilarious, and I just was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and I think, you know, if I'm honest, I think if that was you and your friend, it probably would have been hilarious. But yeah. it just was. It just doesn't come across like that to the to the rest of the viewers. But I do wonder if the producers are trying to come up with some sort of fun you know, friendship as we used to see with Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump. And is this now the new dynamic? Um, Also, we get to see another uh, little bit of shade from Sutton this episode. I do enjoy her her subtle shades. Uh, When they go to the church and she said, if this was my trip that I was organising, I would have bought tickets ahead ahead of time because I knew that the line was going to be like this. Oh my, yes, very good, son. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, I was also going to say it was really every time we say Lisa Rinna's house, I'm always like, oh, it's really quite strange. Like it's a different aesthetic to the other West Hollywood homes. Mm. Uh, and then she says it's because Harry Hamlin lived in Rome for three years. Mm. And then I was like, oh yeah, it sort of makes sense because yes, the interior and exterior are unusual. I think in general, I've just noticed this. I think Dorit has nicer hair than Erica's. Like, Erica's glam squad <laughs> don't do as nice with the hair as what mm-hmm, Dorit does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, actually. Dorit's hair is always quite nice. Yeah. I um, As a side note, I've been seeing a lot of comments on Facebook being like, you know it's a bad season when Dorit is my favourite. But it's true. I've actually been, you know, Dorit, from her former seasons, I did not enjoy at all. But 
I I don't mind her now. I think she got a good edit this season because previously we we like barely knew anything about you know her actual career and um, her professional life, but now we know that she, you know she studied, um, has somewhat of a reputable like successful career before PK mm. can speak a fluent language. Like it's very impressive. And before we were just like, oh yeah, she's just like a young hot thing <laughs> married to PK. And don't forget, she's also opening a boo a beko. I enjoy hearing Dorit say that boo a bit boo. Quite interesting. I don't know if you guys heard much about this chain restaurant, but I've, I've seen a few things and heard a few things about it, and that it's quite just like a casual kind of chain restaurant, like in the US, mm. and it's nothing too too fancy. And the fact that she's designing this kind of room in this restaurant is apparently quite amusing because it is a it's probably not Dorit's general style. Is it like designing a room in Sizzler? Yeah. <laughs> it's my dream. <laughs> One day. <laughs> Finally, I will get my own room and sizzler. God, that cheesy bread was good. Yes. So the dinner, the, the second dinner um, where they talk about the Brandy Denise debacle again. I mean, the question is, are these girls being mean girls? I think that they are. One, because they're all jumping on the bandwagon. I can understand in a sense that they are angry at the fact that apparently Denise has said all these things about them. But god damn, move on. And I feel like on yeah. top of what on top of that, what they're really hanging on to is the lesbian drama. Whereas that just really has nothing to do with any of them and it doesn't matter. So if anything, they should just be like said, really hurt me if you did say it. Um and yeah, and can we just you know, one, how are we going to move on or can we just move on? Like why just I'm just overhearing about it. I know. They made up really weirdly as well. Like, and then I think at one point Kyle said, you know, like, I feel so bad for Denise. Like, I don't want anyone to feel bad. And I'm like, Kyle, shut up. Like, you brought it up. You love this drama. You love that, like, this thing is actually getting ratings and TV. And then I think we, I think it was last episode, Kyle was like, oh, I had such anxiety about everything last night. Like, you know, I felt so bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you should feel bad. Like, you guys are being mean girls. And <laughs> if anything, Denise should be upset and have anxiety because you guys have brought up all this stuff that could be quite damaging for her. I appreciated seeing uh, the, the producer mm. and them breaking the fourth wall just so we can – because I bet so many of these housewives are probably so painful in real life that – they're like, I'm not showing this or that. And I really like it that they're putting their foot down and, you know, you get paid the salary. You you have yeah. to show your real life and how you um, deal with conflict. And so I thought that was a really good thing. Mm. But on that note, I um, Garcelle really puzzled me in this scene because she, like, has to walk off and she says she's tired and she misses her family. But it isn't – doesn't she usually travel around the country and, like, isn't that what her career is about? Like her having to balance her life and her career. And this is like, it was four days, right? That they, that they're there. And I just thought it was really strange. Like I thought that she'd be somewhat used to that. I thought it was odd. Cause I, I didn't realize like, is she leaving the restaurant or is she just taking some air? I think that part confused me. I kind of get it. Like 
it's probably like she's jet lagged, like all these people are fighting, she's like tired, she's like, I can't deal with this anymore. Probably what we're all feeling when we're watching this episode. <laughs> probably. <laughs> True that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think it was, it was uh, I was wondering, like, why she had to step out, but uh, I can, I'm sure, I'm sure it's exhausting being with these people 24-7. I thought it was just odd time because Denise was going on this, this rant about everything and Garcelle is her only real ally at this table and if that was me, I, mm. even if I felt overwhelmed by the situation, if I knew that I was someone's only friend, I would stay at the table for them because otherwise it's it's all those women against Denise and yeah I yeah I thought I thought mm. it was very odd it was I, I didn't really understand but thankfully they both came back and Denise you know I didn't actually understand how they worked it out I think they all were just like let's move on they're like yes and then where have you had the wildest <sighs> sex <laughs> it's like oh okay <laughs> everyone's happy now. And we can't gloss over this this uh, portion of the dinner either because Kyle <laughs> has said that the craziest place she had sex was at a dinner table, a black tie event, with 10 other people at the table. I'm sorry, I just don't understand. Does she mean, like, fellatio? Is she including that? I feel as though that could be the well. only way that that could make sense because otherwise you were either straddling each other on a chair in front of people or you were under the table silently just humping away I don't know I was very confused by this by what she said but I'm trying to imagine like you're at a dinner table and there's this couple that's just the woman sitting on top of the man and you're like so how's work been going they're like they go they're just extremely (laughs) drunk and just don't realize where they are and everyone's just enjoying a lovely dinner all in this their fancy dresses uh oh that's a good one i want to know more details i would love to know more (laughs) um also shout out to lisa rinners as well in a station wagon uh also next to her friends who were also doing it at the same time and I don't know why I could imagine a young Lisa Rinna doing this. Yeah, that's on brand. <laughs> so strange. Still strange. Not as strange as Kyle's. She still takes number one. Story. Yeah, that, that takes the cake. And Sutton, very innocent <laughs> and sweet, in a sleeping bag, overlooking, you know, looking out into the, into the sky and seeing the stars. I'm like, yes, yes, lovely. <laughs> oh, I bet Sutton's got skeletons in her closet, but she just doesn't want to bring them out. Yeah. Yeah, a good southern girl. Uh, so I guess that's uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, how many episodes more do we have of this show? I hope the reunion's coming I up don't soon. Know. But I'm also confused because they said that Denise stopped filming. Yeah. So go and two is it just they get back and she just stops filming altogether and she's over it? Maybe. Well, perfect. I guess, I mean, that leads us to Real House of New York. But before we get started, does anyone have any questions? Well, I'll just ask an overview one. In this episode, um, yeah, rank the ladies and how, they, how they're going on vacation. Like, who do you think is, I don't know, doing really well this episode? Like, I think obviously Dorinda would be right at the bottom. <laughs> she is just uh, creating a mess. Dorinda's fighting the bottom spot with Sonia. I feel like it's it's either either of them. Oh, Sonia, this episode was fine though. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, this episode, but not the vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. not the vacay, but... What happened in the pre- uh, with Sonia in the previous Oh, maybe the first, the first episode. Oh, the first with the water pills. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Shining Star, though, and Shining Star of this season, can I say, Luann. God, she's doing good. I agree. Such a babe. Yeah, she is. She really is, actually. Her, her and her, I think she's wearing, like, a blue bathing suit, maybe. Just everything she's been wearing has been, like, on point. Yeah, she looks great. And I don't know what she's doing in her fitness routine, but she is, like, she's goals. I need to try and get that physique going. Yeah, <laughs> she needs to start a fitness video so I can look as good as her. Well, to recap this uh, latest episode for Roni, so we start off at the morning, the next morning after they have Sonia's birthday party, and Dorinda gets a couple of trainers to do yoga with the ladies, but only Luann shows up. And then we've got Sonia trying to get Century 21 invites, but then Dorinda has a go at her. <laughs> and then um, Luann and Leah are out on the beach. They meet some men. Um, they invite them to dinner later that night. And But before they go to dinner, Dorinda apparently has a case of the diarrheas. So she cannot go, but the ladies are happy because <laughs> she's been giving them a real hard time lately. Um, at the dinner, the guys join them and there's a bit of a um, hookup. Uh, we won't spoil and tell you who hooks up, but a little tongue action. And then the ladies go to this Mexican um, zip line uh, where there's a shaman. And then Dorinda, again, has a meltdown when she accepts a call from her daughter, but the ladies think it's hypocritical. And that is Roni. So in the first scene, you see <laughs> these two hotties, uh, they're like fitness trainers, and no one will get up to work out <laughs> because they're all like hungover. And then Dorinda's like, fine, while we're filming, how about I teach you guys Dorobics? <laughs> Which oh, yes. is quite funny to see these big um, – <laughs> Yeah, fitness dudes doing aerobics. I love though. One of them was really into it, and I, I was there for that. I think it's funny that even like young men won't get Ramona and Sonia out of bed, but they will get Luann out of bed. <laughs> so yeah, I was uh, I was interested in the fact that Dorinda organised for these fitness trainers. Like you know, they they go out the night before. Who wants to get up at? I think it was quite early as well to go and do fitness. I mean, sure, you get to look at some hot guys, but even then, I don't know if I would be out of bed for that. It sounded like it was really hot because they were like, I don't want to do lunges in the sun. So I think that's why they probably organised it really early. Maybe, but they could have gone in the shade. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. well, that too. (laughs) Do you know what? As well, bloody Dorinda, she gets Luann out of bed. So Luann comes out, she joins, and then Dorinda's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet. Doesn't come back. And leaves Luann out with the men. I mean, I'm sure Luann did, but if someone did that to me, I'd be like, oh, you left me with the trainers. Luann has some amazing social skills. You can totally see how she would just, like, fit in anywhere at any party. Like, if I, yeah, if I could had to take anyone to a party, she'd just, like, mingle around and wouldn't be attached yeah. to you all night, which is just amazing. So right? true. I, and we see that later when she invites the men to come into the house. So they just randomly meet them on the beach and she's like, hey, do you want to come up and, and see the place? And they're like, oh, like a tour. And she's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, I just, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't have the confidence to ask, you know, random men on a beach to come mm. back to my house. She's got game, hey? Yeah, she definitely does. Yeah, you can see how she managed to get, like, a count yeah. to marry her. I think uh, there was a point in there where Ramona was talking to someone on whether Dorinda's acting out because of menopause. and then i think it was either sonia or ramona was saying to each other like don't bring it up (laughs) because like if you say that to her she might cut your head off Mm. and then uh we get uh, a great line of the episode from sonia Mm. who says i think in salem they used to burn witches but I think it was because of the menopause. Yes. I really enjoyed that little insight, but I think, I don't know if Sonia's right about that because I think young women were also. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it was just the menopause. But uh, maybe they could, uh, you know, use that as a line on Dorinda and say, look, you know, even in the old Salem times, they used to burn people uh, because of the menopause. So The world through Sonia's eyes is just, it's pretty incredible. Like, <laughs> Full of these like <laughs> menopause creating witch hunts, <laughs> water pills that just create like rose and Coca Cola. Like, it's <laughs> now I was just going to go on to the breakfast scene, which is uh, <laughs> quite an interesting uh, thing. So, we get initially we get Sonia and Leah at breakfast, and they are both working. We see Sonia sending out her invites for her Century 21, and Leah working on the Married to the Mob brand. Then, you know, the ladies slowly dribble out and come and join them for, for breakfast. And we see Dorinda kind of go off on Sonia and Leah about them working at the table. And what did, what did you think about this? Do you think it was rude that they were working at the table? And do you think they should have left? No, I think, like, it's not like they were disturbing any of the group. I just... If they need to get it done, they need to get it done. Like, And if that is bothering you, I'm sure there's another table that they could have breakfast mm-hmm. in. my uh my thoughts on this was um I thought that breakfast was probably the best time to be working if anything you're going to spend the rest of the day together so why not do everything in the morning and then you have the day to spend with everyone else I agree and it wasn't like it was a formal like here's everyone's place cards mm. Make sure you're there on time. Yeah, Dorinda needed to chill out. Unless there's always the, you know, the rule that, like, no phones at the table. But, mm. you know, you see Dorinda break that. So that's obviously not the rule. I just loved uh, Leah's face throughout the scene when Dorinda is just on one. And Leah is just like, what the fuck? Like, I put my laptop away. Like, why are we still going on about this? Sonya's moved away. Can we just stop? <laughs> yeah. Dorinda's really bothering me these days. It does make me wonder what her her daughter is saying to her because obviously her daughter will be watching these episodes. Is she now being like, Mum, like, because if that was my mum, I'd be like, Mum, like, you're acting a bit crazy. This is what it's really like. Or is she maybe afraid of her too? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't know. Someone needs to say something to Dorinda. It was good to see Ramona give some, like, good normal advice. Like, it's okay, just leave it, Leah. Like, you know, we'll, we'll calm her down. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, Ramona is okay in this scene. <laughs> um, so then we see this is we, – we then head over to the scene with Leah and Luann on the beach where they pick up some men. And I just have to say another line that came from Leah who said that the men should enter the house at their own risk. There are a bunch of horny women in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're right. She's right. Like, it is a dangerous... Well, dangerous is, like, the operative word because for some men this would be the greatest house to enter. Could you imagine if the roles were reversed, though, and it was guys picking up women and oh, they... True. <laughs> I would be afraid for my life if the shoe was on the other foot. There are a bunch of horny men in a house. Oh, my God. That's, like, the scariest thing ever. That's true. And you have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a few scenes in Rhodey that I find quite problematic and I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this before either but if the shoe was on the other foot one episode in particular always springs to mind when Tinsley did her circus uh routine thing where she presented at the circus and I think it was Sonia who was grabbing the acrobat's butt as he went and kind of climbed up onto the side bit and I was like, if that was a woman who climbed up and a, a guy grabbed it. But anyway, I digress, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is true. I, I didn't even actually think of that, but it would, yeah, it would be terrifying. I mean, hopefully these guys can handle themselves, but it was funny. As soon as the men entered, like all these women are like swarming <laughs> yeah. into the bar, <laughs> especially yeah. Ramona when she's like, Hello. She can smell men and she's she's down there. She's like, <laughs> she has like a certain um, air to her voice as well. She's like, oh, hello. Oh, I am Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, speaking of sniffing and smelling, Dorinda has, uh, has some sort of belly bug from the Mexican water. Ooh. And uh, I just love that. We, we probably wouldn't get this on any other Real Housewives um, franchise, but all the women pile in Dorinda's room and they're all talking about the smell of her room and her diarrhea and diapers and their explosive <laughs> diarrhea in Cartagena. So I need you guys to clarify something for me because during this scene I went to the bathroom and my housemates and her boyfriend were watching the show. And then I came back and then they told me, they were like, Dorinda pooed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen? <laughs> um, I think she said she was reaching for a dress and she she did think that's what, what she had said. <laughs> um, but another great one-liner from Sonia was, <laughs> my room smells like this all the time, so I didn't notice the difference. <laughs> when Luann comes in and notices the smell. <laughs> and then uh, we get a bit of a monologue between Ramona and Sonia where Sonia says, oh, yeah, that's right. So Dorinda says, yeah, she was reaching for a dress and she shit on the floor. And then Sonia says, we could get you diapers. And then that's when they start talking about Sonia wearing diapers and, and their explosive diarrhea in Cartier. I also like that, um, you know, Ramona says, too much information. And then when Luann goes, she like she's in the room. She's like, "Oh, I can smell it." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it was maybe the eggs that Countess Luann encouraged Dorinda to eat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she knew. Um, the next scene, I guess, is well, even before that, the ladies are kind of this. They are sad that Dorinda. <laughs> didn't make it but they're also kind of relieved they're like yeah it's kind of good because no one's going to yell at us when we go to dinner and we do see at that dinner they do actually have a good time and there is no drama at the dinner that's true they all got along quite well 
So, yeah, maybe they are onto something. Maybe you guys are onto something in the sense of swapping Dorinda out. She's intense. It's funny, though. In the taxi that they, when they um, are going to the dinner, they discuss how there's a lot of sharing men throughout the women. So, especially Sonia, how Sonia mm. says, I have to be really careful when I introduce men to this group because <laughs> they all kind of end up with them. And I could not imagine that because, like, the idea that someone that I date could potentially, like, be passed around, mm. I'm just like, ah. I guess so. It's it's always best to be the first. So, did you guys? Um, is it, this is skipping ahead, but um, on the same note of sharing the same man, you know the American Idol oh. winner who dated both Ramona, Luann, and Tinsley. Who is that guy? What a man! Oh yeah, I don't know who he is. Is this the one that Luann says is in her show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can find a photo of him because I think I saw one. I was going to say it's Guy Sebastian, but no, it's the American one. Shannon Noll. <laughs> Shannon Noll. Can you imagine Shannon Noll and Ramona? <laughs> <laughs> the comments on his photos that he would get. <laughs> oh, God. So. Match made yeah. in heaven. All right, everyone. This is him. He's, oh, okay. He's quite young. Is he? Oh, that guy. Yeah, I know that guy. I dated him too. Oh, <laughs> actually, how dare you? He said I was the only one. Um, I feel like they could all do better. So then we see the women, yeah, at their their dinner. As we said, they all get along, and we get uh, a few clips of Leah making out with uh, was it Pascal? I thought his name was Philip. Or was it Philip? I got confused. I didn't know which is which. One of the the, the attractive one. <laughs> yeah. There was one good looking one and one so so one. Yeah, yeah. She got the good looking one. Um, and then she says the uh, the next morning that uh, they didn't have sex, and she said that she she hasn't had sex in six months, so she's not about to have sex with him. <laughs> what happened to Peter Chip? Yeah. Were they not hooking up? I think she just sent him a sexy photo. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no they did they did because then she was upset because he didn't text her back or something bloody peter chip so they did hook up but i remember in that dinner sonia also mentioned that she threw ramona bone so she didn't go after the other guy whereas mm. ramona was chatting up him up but i was sad to see that ramona did not hook up with the other one that's true, because Sonia says, Ramona, start your engine. And I'm like, her engine is already started. Always running. <laughs> exactly. There's no off button here. <laughs> oh, Sonia also says Ramona is like uh, a dog in heat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like uh, the pot calling the kettle black, because uh, Sonia, yeah. come on. Do you know what I thought was funny as well? Is this restaurant seems to be quite nice and quite classy. And one, who let these women in? And two, Leah's just making out with this guy on his lap in this fancy you know. I, I wish that I was, you know, in these restaurants when these women were there. Especially that one it could be like a fine dining kind of Mexican restaurant and they're just going wild and hooking up. I've seen people make out outside, like next to their car, and even that makes me feel weird. Yeah. I, I've, I, yeah, I've been in a situation like that and uh, it, was, it was uncomfortable <laughs> for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys that when we got our when we were having our photos taken for our wedding, we were like, you know, all like rolling it up and like, you know, doing like the quintessential like, oh, perfect day. And um, this car that was like right beside us, 
where he was breaking up with his girlfriend and it was like it was like the worst juxtaposition ever. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that your photos with them in the background. <laughs> These photos of us reacting when we found out, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And she's there like fully crying and oh, oh just awful. I think she was actually like screaming at him at one point. It was just not good. She's probably like seeing you in a wedding dress and be like, oh, I wish that was me. And then she's getting broken up with. Yeah. Right. God, oh. at least you guys are on the on the good side of that. Um, so after dinner, after the morning, they all head to the zip lining place. And then um, some of the ladies do the zip line. Sonia and Ramona refuse to because, I don't know, they're scared. Leah's quite mm-hmm. scared, actually, which I was surprised about. But before that, they have um, a little ritual where the shaman blesses them, I think. I didn't really get the reason for the shaman. Was it that this is dangerous and the shaman will bless you before you go? (laughs) Because it wasn't as if they went to the shaman and they're like, oh, lovely, we've been blessed, and then they go to the ziplining place. The shaman was part of the ziplining place. If that's the reason, then I totally get why Sonia and Ramona wouldn't go. Because yeah. I'm like, if I need to be blessed by a shaman to do the zipline, <laughs> I don't think I should do it. Yeah, I would not be doing the zipline. I have a real fear of things caving in on me, and being in caves oh. really freaks me out. So I, I would, I'd not be there for that. I think they have multiple openings, though, Sam. So I think it was more like a little tunnel that you like abseil down, like a, a spiritual awakening. But once you're in there, you've got to swim through the cave. But Ramona's there to save you. She just had, <laughs> her, didn't she get swimming lessons? Like she'll be fine. Oh, yeah, she did. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have a noodle though, which I think someone, maybe the instructors said that like, what are you, a five-year-old? Or when we went to the Great Barrier Reef, Nazi, you told, they asked, they come around and ask you if you can swim and <laughs> you said that you cannot. And they were very concerned and they were like, we can drag you around outside on the Great Barrier Reef. You've got um, life jackets and they've got noodles that you can hang on to. And No, do you know what it was? People that know me, I don't like going into the water. I don't like swimming. I'm not a good swimmer. Like, it just terrifies me. I'm not going to take chances in the Great Barrier Reef. I'm sorry. It's not a risk I'm willing to take. Then we go outside and we are about to jump off the boat and go in. And you see the level of assistance that they mean when they say the top assistance because there's literally an instructor with all of the tourists and all the tourists hang on to this big and they get pulled around. No, I would still say no. <laughs> and they were like, Anna, we can do we can do this for you as well. And they were really keen to get her out. No there, way, but... buddy. No way. I would still say no. Like, <laughs> if I can't see, uh, like, the land... I'm not swimming. Ah, great trip, great trip. <laughs> um, but then after that we get to the lunchtime where they all, um, you know, drinking their cucumber juice and then Dorinda gets a call from her daughter and she picks it up and she starts talking to her and all the ladies are up in arms. They're like, what the hell, Dorinda? You're such a hypocrite. Like, we can't work, but for some reason you can answer your call at the lunch table. What do you guys think about that? That is different in the sense of one is a work a work call or work you know um you're, you're doing work on your laptop or whatever and one is you're getting a call from a family member so I think in that sense it is different but given 
Dorinda's reaction. I think that she should have taken the call and away from the table. Yeah. Because I do agree. I do think it, it is rude to take phone calls at a at a table. Like if, if that's me, I would just move away. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're going to impact on the current vibe of the table, you should take your phone call elsewhere. And, yeah, I echo the, that sentiment. Dorinda was just a bit too intense when she was going off at Sonia and Leah that she needs to take a seat. Yeah, and I doubt the ladies would have had that reaction to her taking that phone call if she didn't go off at them. Yeah, I think they would have just been like, oh, well, like, and then, I don't it was quite strange, though, because Dorinda seemed like she really wanted to tell, it was like she really wanted to tell the women about this thing. I think Hannah got some librarian job. So I, it was, it was odd. I didn't really get the whole, because then she puts her on loudspeaker as well. I was like, what? Like, yeah, congrats, Hannah, for your librarian job. Yeah, you really needed that money. There was just one quote from this. Oh, well, there was one um, when the host from the, as you like to, oh, well, I call it the, the spiritual shaman place, who goes, oh, Louie. And she's like, Lou, not Louie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dorinda has another quote about her experiences with John Medician. I'm oh, quite yes. agile for an older woman, asked John. Another visual, I simply do not need Dorinda. She could have just left it as, I'm quite agile for an older woman. Why Why did we need to hear about John yes. again? Another, um, actually, actually, another point about Luann saying that my name is Lou and not Louie. It did make me think about one of the first seasons that she's on and she gets in a car, I think, with Bethany and um, tells the driver that, oh, no, tells Bethany that you should, like, he shouldn't call me by my first name, and it, it's Mrs. Delafette. And I just think we've come a long way from these first uh, first few seasons and the uh, the old high and mighty throne that Luann sat on. I enjoy her now. Very true. I guess the last bit just before the episode finishes is Ramona crying and saying, like, oh, like oh, yeah. you're not getting it and we're trying to help you. And then um, even Sonia's like, these crocodile tears are not helping the situation and sets Dorinda off. Yes. And Dorinda ends up winning it as well because she's like, are you okay, Ramona? You got a bit hysterical there. And she wins like because yeah. she completely was. <laughs> and Dorinda was in the wrong. <laughs> you know what um, I thought was weird though? Because when this is all going on, Leah goes to say something and Ramona shuts her down and she mm-hmm. kind of like shushes her and like she says, let them speak. And then afterwards, Ramona starts having a go at Leah and she's like, you need – you." you like agree with us you needed to join in and Leah was like oh well I'm just gonna speak my truth anyway but I was like but Ramona you shushed her like she went to join in but you stopped her so what are you talking about yeah and it's hard for Leah because I think Dorinda's like one of her allies so Mm. you know why would you go against yeah and I must admit I I wouldn't because Mm. yeah Dorinda always has Leah's back so you, you do need your allies and as we can see in uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, if you're on the out, it's uh, it's not a good place to be. I um I, in previous episodes, I, I I think I asked you about a parking lot fight and who would be on your team, and it hands down have to be Dorinda and Leah. Hundred percent. No one has ever won a fight against Dorinda. <laughs> Everyone is too afraid of Dorinda. All right. Well, that yeah, those are all of my comments I have for Rooney. That's it for me. Bada bing, bada boom. 
Alright, everyone. Well, that was episode 10 of the T-Bar podcast. Please, as always, remember to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We also have a Facebook page now. Um, So if you love Facebook, please follow us on there. Um, Hopefully we'll be getting a website soon and a bit of an upgrade on our logo. Bye.